time to get in the huddle with the Broncos Radio Network's Mike Rice on the team. And our Broncos report with Mike Rice brought to you by Modern Classic Motors and Gallagher's Flooring. With us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, Mike Rice, 850 KOA. Good morning, Mike. Jim, good morning to you, sir. The Broncos uh, going through their preparations to wrap up the season against the Chargers on Sunday, and certainly like like I think almost all the teams in the NFL, doing with heavy hearts after what happened to DeMar Hamlin in that Monday night game with the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. We continue to, to think good thoughts and, and pray for the recovery for DeMar Hamlin. But uh, Jerry Rosberg talked about it yesterday, that DeMar Mathis was DeMar Hamlin's teammate at Pitt, and while... Uh, Damari didn't feel comfortable talking to the media himself. I, I like the fact that Jerry Rosberg relayed some of uh, Damari Mathis's stories about uh, about Hamlin to his Broncos teammates about just uh, what what a good guy that uh, that Hamlin is. Yeah, there's no question, Jim. I mean, there's. I, I, I mean, what do you say, right? I thought Justin Simmons really put it well, and Jerry Rosberg and Russell Wilson, a lot of the guys who spoke. I mean, there's so much perspective that goes on. There's so much more football becomes completely secondary as it does for any of us when a tragedy strikes in our lives and I mean to hear you know the story of of uh, DeMar's father uh, on a zoom call with Bill's players and coaches yesterday and and how that was needed by the players to hear his perspective and I mean you're kind of at a loss for words right I mean I know we're talking about it and I know uh, it's something everybody's thinking about, but it's just it just breaks your heart to see something like that happen, doesn't it? I mean, and and then obviously all the guys are so aware of it and so aware of the human element behind um, the fact that it was a football player, right? This was a person. This was a a young man with so much life ahead of him, and and hopefully still does have that, obviously. Um, but you know, things change so quickly or can change so quickly. It's just. It just breaks your heart. I don't know what else to say. Absolutely. Mike Rice, 850 KOA Broncos Radio Network with us. And I think that, you know, all of us that uh, saw what transpired on Monday night, you know, were, were certainly shaken by that, particularly with the, you know, the concern for DeMar Hamlin, but also the, the reaction by both the Bengals and the Bills, particularly the Bills players, and those working the game, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and, and Scott Van Pelt for ESPN, that they're their reactions as well were, were very human and and certainly very emotional. But but now we've had a couple of days removed from from the, the situation with, with Hamlin and, and what happened Monday night. You have the overreaction, or just to me, Mike, just the, the ridiculous comments of, I've referenced Joy Behar in The View, that, you know, that kids should never play football, they should only play tennis or golf, and... And then you have Bart Scott with, well, it's T. Higgins' fault because T. Higgins lowered his shoulder and, and hit uh, DeMar Hamlin in the chest, and he shouldn't have done that, which was just an ab- just normal football play. I, I get it where people, if particularly your kids, you want to evaluate whether you want your kids to play football. Understand that goes back to when, when you and I were little kids because my, my yeah. mom, well, you're going to break your leg or something like that, and, and there was you know concern about that. And I, I get that. But this, to me, is is different than being concerned about brain trauma, things of that nature. This was an outlier. This is something that's happened to kids playing club and little league baseball, where they've taken a line drive in the chest. This is a this is a unique thing, not something specific to playing football. 
this is a different thing, and I think some people are blowing this way out of proportion in terms of, oh, this is a problem with football, and this is why kids shouldn't play football because this one thing happened. Yeah, you know, there's so much to unpack, right? I mean, there's because, number one, and I keep reminding myself of this, Jim, we we don't yet know what happened to him. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been no diagnosis. There's There's been a lot of speculation, which is just unavoidable. Uh, and and a lot of opinions surrounding that speculation also unavoidable not necessarily right or fair but unavoidable because that's just the society we live in and and to fight that battle to me is just pointless because you're not going to win it right. people are going to speculate people are going to have opinions based on what they think happened or could have happened or should happen from here so that's the first thing i keep reminding myself medically we don't know what happened to him we, we may never know. We may know. We may. Not, I, I don't know. But all, all I know is, is we're talking here this morning. We really don't know. Uh, and and then from that, I think once we know, then it's like okay. Then I think it's it's a little bit more responsible to say what does that mean moving forward? Do there need to be additional safety precautions for players? Does that mean anything for kids in the sport? Well, we know that there's risks playing football. There's head trauma risks. There's just bodily injury risks. Um, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Any parent who isn't aware of that, to me, it just has their head in the sand. So I, I don't. I don't know about you, but I am just. I'm just trying to report. You know, certainly in my role sure. here, what's happened, what guys are saying, and then once we know more concrete information and have more facts, then we can sort of go down the road of okay, what does that mean as far as opinions based on all of these things moving forward? Absolutely. I, I agree. Mike Rice, 850 KOA Broncos Radio Network with us. Uh, uh, we, we talked about how uh, the Broncos played so much better, uh, particularly on the offensive side against Kansas City and that, uh, that loss on Sunday uh, to the Chiefs. With Jerry Rosberg, it just seems like the team, as we mentioned on Tuesday, just the the penalties they cut down on the penalties the offense w- was was much crisper and, and and just looked much better uh in that game against Kansas City that not that Jerry Rosberg's going to be the head coach of this team he's not going forward but shouldn't should not somehow some way whoever comes in to be the head coach of this team find a way for Rosberg to still be part of the staff because he just seems to me he's he's the adult in the room he's 67 years old he's been there seen that and he just seems like a guy that provides such a a grounded perspective of what you know what needs to be done, what needs to be fixed, and would be a great asset to whoever comes in to be the head coach. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if he wants that, right? We don't know because he was hired after the season started, and I don't know if that was because he was fine being you know kind of retired or if he couldn't find another job. I honestly don't know uh, why he was brought on after the season started, but. I do know that if he wants to stay on, and especially if it's Jim Harbaugh, right? I just speculated on this on on React after the game. If it's Jim Harbaugh and Jerry Rosberg has, you know, a longstanding relationship with John Harbaugh from Rosberg's days in Baltimore on John Harbaugh's staff, you know, maybe John Harbaugh says to says to, hey, bro, you know, find a place for Jerry. But we also know that most coaches have their guys, right? Yeah, and it's and true. If you're talking about, yeah, if you, you're talking about a special teams coordinator, I think Jerry Rosberg would be more than competent to do a, a, a fine job for the Broncos. But 
that the new coach of the Broncos likely would have at least one or two people in mind for that. So I would love to see them find a spot, the new coach find a spot for Jerry Rosberg because he has brought a professionalism, a decorum, if you will, a uh, just a, a whole sense of doing things the right way. And it's been, quite honestly, a little bit refreshing, right, after what we saw through the first you know, 14, 15 games of the season. Sunday, as it usually is in most games, the war is one up front in, in on the offensive and defensive lines. Broncos have allowed 61 sacks. 63 is the franchise worst. So the offensive line has that challenge trying to protect Russell Wilson against a really good Chargers front with uh, Bosa and Mack. And then you have the Broncos have, have got to put pressure on Justin Herbert. Over the last 12 games, the Broncos were held without a sack. They went 1-11. and Got to find a way to put some pressure on Herbert coming up on Sunday. I agree, and that's assuming that Justin Herbert plays, right? I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard out of L.A. if he's going to play. I mean, the Chargers are in the playoffs already. So, you know, but now with the possibility of the Bills-Bengals game potentially being finished in Week 19 and then the playoffs being moved back, would that affect teams that have already clinched and what guys play and what guys don't play? And, again, if the Chargers have already announced that, I've missed it this week. There's just been a ton going on. But you're right. I mean, the point you make is absolutely well taken. Uh, the Broncos' pass rush has been a little bit spotty. They're, they're down a couple guys we know with Draymond and DJ Jones, uh, you know, a couple guys that they've really relied on up front. So, of course, you're probably not going to be as good. Uh, but I, I, I think, Jim, the bigger point, and I know you would agree with this, just find a way to win the game. It, yeah. it, it, it doesn't mean anything in terms of the, the changes that will or won't be made. All of that is all that, – that die has been cast. They're going to make wholesale changes. But, but as an organization, close out with a smile. Close out with just, all right, we got that win. Now let's just bounce into the offseason and really roll up our sleeves and, and get to work of getting more of these Ws because that, that's what they have to focus on. Yeah, with the odds or any indication of what's going to happen, the line initially was the Chargers were a three-point favorite. And then yesterday, that line moved to Denver as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So that kind of maybe speaks to yeah. Brandon Staley saying, okay, Justin Herbert, you're going to have a, the weekend off to get ready for the playoffs, and Chase Daniel could be the guy that starts against the Broncos coming up on Sunday. So we'll have to see what happens there. But uh, you're right. I think the, the number one goal is to, to finish with a win. Broncos have never had a 13-loss a team in a season, but now that we have 17 games, that gives that opportunity to be there. They're trying to avoid that coming up on Sunday. And uh, Michael have countdown to kickoff. And, of course, Broncos react after the game. And then uh, Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, Susie Wurgen from Empower Field to Mile High. Broncos and Chargers countdown to kickoff starts at noon. 225 kickoff Broncos and the Chargers coming up on Sunday to wrap up the regular season. Mike, outstanding work as always throughout the season. Of course, don't forget Mike's report today. Uh, brought to you by Jerry's Pest Control and Com West coming up at 420. But uh, Mike, I'm sure we'll be talking to you over the next uh, several weeks and months. But uh, appreciate the, the great work you've done throughout the course of the season, going all the way back to when training camp started in <laughs> August. That is crazy, huh? No, it, it's so great to be with you guys. Uh, love, love the show, Jim. And, um, you know, not to get too sentimental, but the friendship over the years has been awesome. Buckeye, just tremendous as well. And, and you know, I, I just can't, you know, I, I can't go without thanking your listeners because you know how much I love 
the Western Slope, love the Grand Valley, love your part of the state, and you guys do radio the right way, and, and your listeners know it. So thanks to you guys for, for letting me share the season with you. Well, Mike, right back at you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate our friendship as well. And uh, let's hope that uh, the Broncos can finish off on a high note coming up on Sunday. That'd be nice. Thanks, right, Jim. Best. We'll talk.